Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to this Monday edition of TC Live as we wrap up day two of the ATP Finals in Turin. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour from A to Z. As in Alcaraz Zverev, Carlitos making his debut with the year-end championships. Find out how Sasha spoiled the party. Plus, with no Americans in Turin, how long will it be red, white, and emotionally blue for the U.S. men? And which stars could make it soon? And all good things must come to an end. The greatest doubles team of the past five years is breaking up. We'll check out all the details later. Come on into our studios here in Santa Monica, California. You good to go? I mean, with that suit and your watch combo, I'm flat out intimidated. I need some help. <laughs> is there a Hall of Famer who can help me out somewhere? We've got two Hall of Famers on the show. There's Andy Roddick, Jim Courier, Goodness obviously. me. You're doing great. What are you talking about? I'm not doing as well as you. you I just, need a raise. You've been you've been calling some great <laughs> matches today. You and Brett on the call. Fantastic. It was a quick one, though, Jim, yeah. as Medvedev did what he has been doing to Rublev of late. He, he looked so good in the ground stroke rallies, and, and he just extended them. And Rublev was, I thought, was really crisp early on. He just could not break through on the break points. He had seven chances. Medvedev delivers six first serves. And, oh, by the way, when he missed his first serve, he had 128-mile-an-hour second serve. Some days it's just too good, and that's what it was from Daniel today. What would you think of it, Andy? Yeah, first of all, I'm just blown away by the way everyone just hits the crap out of the ball now. Like, even Medvedev, who we think of as, like, a counterpuncher, just going toe-to-toe with Rublev. I felt like I was watching a video game. Like, it's absurd how good these guys are from the baseline now. But Jim's spot on. Medvedev... Uh, yeah, listen, we talk about the first serve. We talk about how he's this weird hybrid of a guy who's six foot seven, keeps the air count super low all the time, can serve big. But his second serve has to be one of the best in the game, if by only for its unpredictability. And it gets better against better returners, right? He's able to step it up from 128 down to 87. He can throw the curveball in a 3 2 count. Like his second serve is legit one of the best on tour. Separates the great from the good. If you can do it against the best of the best, that's what we've been watching all week long in turn. Let's get you started. First match of the day, red group action, both rematches from the U.S. Open this year, both quarterfinals, in fact. Carlos Alcaraz defeated Alexander Zverev in straight sets on the way to the semis. Alcaraz won both meetings this season, also beat him at the Madrid Masters. Would the third time be the charm for Zverev, however? He is a two-time champ here, Andy, and this was a battle against Alcaraz. Yeah, and listen, the first thing you see is you see, like, hey, listen, Alcaraz is going to be the favorite because he's kind of, like, always the favorite now, except when he plays Novak. But he hasn't played a ton of tennis, right? And so, but obviously, comes out, you can't control that speed. The guy has power on both sides. But once you get into the nitty-gritty, these types of points where you're up and you're trying to close a gap in the second set, that's match play, right? He just hasn't played that many matches uh, post-US Open. 
uh, and didn't play, you know, finals in Cincinnati, but was losing kind of matches here or there. Medvedev ran through him in the semis of the U.S. Open. Zverev has been playing consistently. Zverev's serve looked a lot better. It looked like he lowered his toss. It looked a little bit smoother. Wasn't trying to bring Randall. This was scary. I held my breath. I know Brett Haber kind of, uh, you could hear how genuine he was in his concern on air. And it looks like it was just a slip of the left foot. No ankle situation there. But uh, I, I think the tennis world held their breaths, held our collective breaths until he got up and then went on to hit the next serve about 136 and uh, get to the finish line. But listen, Alcaraz always asked the question, uh, always competes, never goes away in a match. But this shot was just Looney Tunes. That's one of those ones where it's like, no, 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 no. Yes, great stuff. Uh, and Zverev rolls served amazingly well today. Even when Alcaraz got a racket on it, it was just a foul ball. Uh, start to finish, great match for Zverev. Looney Tunes won nearly 80% of his first serve points, comes back from a set down, and he gets his first win at this year's ATP Finals. You take a look at the number 16 aces. You talked about how fast he was serving. 77% of those first serves got three breaks, 33 winners to just 21 on force. That is clean. Prakash always clean. Caught up with Zverev after. That was an unbelievable match, but it was interesting. The person with the best stats didn't always win the first couple of sets. Yeah. How did you feel out there as to how the match went? Yeah, as you say, I think I missed a lot of opportunities in the first set. Um, probably sh should have won that maybe. The second set kind of, if he breaks me in the first game, maybe he, he wins that. So it kind of, you know, was going back and forth. But um, in the end, that, that's what happens when, when you play tight matches. You know, that's what happens when you're playing the best players in the world. And obviously here, as I said before, tournament, anybody can win because you only have the best eight players. Uh, you don't have time to get into the tournament maybe as, as much as you do in other tournaments um, because of who you're playing. But um, in general, obviously, I'm happy with the win. I'm happy to, uh, to, to beat someone like Alcaraz. He's also said after the match he didn't twist his ankle. He kind of slipped. There was pain for a while. Doesn't think any damage has been done. Thankful for that for Sasha Zverev. How was he able to come through against Alcaraz? Well, the serve. Because yeah, basically once he, he did have that slip, he was a little you know wobbly. Wasn't sure if his movement was there. He kept delivering dimes with the first serve to get out of the jam. And the one thing, Alcaraz has all these skills but he's not tall. He's only six feet, which is pretty small for today's top ten. So he doesn't have the wingspan to cover the corners. And when Sasha was hitting his spots, which he was, there's not much you can do other than hope that you guess right. And he couldn't always do that. Yeah, and listen, the best returners in the world, it's tough to defend when someone's landing first serves at a 77 percent clip today Steve for for Zverev and I'm watching today and normally when I'm watching the ball when Zverev's on top of the screen it goes out of the screen right and he's normally waiting for rain to come or the ball to come back one of the two whatever <laughs> happens first and it's kind of this awkward pause at the top this felt like it was in motion like I don't know if he's talked about uh quickening up the serve a little bit or hitting it at the top of the toss or however you know you want to frame it uh with words but it looked like it was more in rhythm it didn't look like there was that toss and then this kind of waiting situation it looked like he was going up and getting it in motion and in real time the rhythm looked unbelievable today as good as I've seen it from Zverev mm. Jim you remember your first time ever playing at the year-end championships what's your takeaway for Alcaraz from this match look I think he's going to be fine I think Andy nails it and that he 
he's lacking a little bit of match play, and that really does expose itself at the critical moments where you just make mistakes because you're a little twitchy. I think Alcaraz will get a chance now in his next match. He'll he'll settle in. He'll get get some more time on the ball against yeah. Rublev on this on the serve returns for sure. So we'll see how he goes. But look, it can be daunting. Every match you're playing a top eight player, you got to have your A game ready to go from the jump. But Alcaraz is going to need to kind of get things moving now that he's one down. He, he doesn't have a lot of wiggle room. No, he does not. Needs to get some victories on the charts. We had the all-Russian affair, and this one as well. A rematch from the U.S. Open quarterfinals. Daniil Medvedev has dominated this rivalry with his good friend and godfather of his daughter, Andre Rublev. No different New York straight set win for Medvedev. However, the last time Rublev defeated his compatriot Jim, it was here in turn. It was at the ATP Finals last year. What would we see today? Yeah, and that was 7-6 in the third. This one got off to a rocky start for Rublev. He, uh, he had to save some break points early on, which he did, but then he would lose his way in this service game. Three all, serving when the balls are at their slowest, right before they change a new ball. He tries serving volley. And uh, the swing volley didn't work well for him. And then Medvedev would face some challenges. Rublev would get some break points but not convert them. And that was really the story of this match. Medvedev not having a great day on serve in general except when he needed to. But on defense, phenomenal. And he got a little bit of help every now and then. The net didn't go Rublev's way. But ultimately, this just boils down to a very small margin match with some outstanding ball striking and some bad luck for Rublev. Catches a rail, the edge of his shoe goes down, that second break is served. That's tough to come back from. So, look, this is going to be disappointing. I said this in match. His team's going to need to reassure him that his level is there, that he played great. And he just ran into a buzzsaw in Medvedev, who came good when he needed to. A little bit of a scare here with his hand after he ripped that winner. Looked like he might have hurt the outside edge of his hand, but then he seemed fine the rest of the way. But it's going to be his ego that's going to need the massage more than anything else after this match. Seventh win for Medvedev against his buddy, Andre Rublev, former champion there at the finals. Daniil Medvedev, as we take a look at the numbers, first serve points one above 80%. That's a huge number there, and then below 40% for Rublev. Jim, you mentioned it, the seven break points could not convert yeah. on any of those opportunities. That's tough when you get those chances and can't do it, Andy. Uh, it's been a tough matchup for Rublev, but for Medvedev, is this a guy you see that, that could win this whole thing this year? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's had success in this tournament uh, before. He, he's not going to be surprised. We're not going to be shocked. He's beaten Novak toe-to-toe. -to -toe. He's beaten Alcaraz toe-to-toe. -to -toe. He's beaten everyone in the tournament toe-to-toe uh, -to -toe coming in. It's just going to be a matter of, listen, if he keeps putting up stat lines with a three-to-one Winner to unforced air ratio, like he did today, 24 to 8, carry the one. Yeah, that's right. 24 to 8, <laughs> 3 to 1, uh, uh, winner to air ratio. Uh, he's as good as anyone in this tournament. And if he keeps coming up with those clutch second serves, not a great serving day overall, right? Like one of the lowest percentages that we've seen as far as first serve percentage. One defended his second serve at a 50% clip, won 83% of his first serve points. That is tough. That first serve percentage is only going to go up for the rest of the tournament. He's got Zverev next. And, yeah. you know, we've got. Alcaraz and Rublev have never played before. They'll, they'll play uh, uh, in a couple days' time, and, and someone's going to get a win there. But Zverev and Medvedev, they've played 17 times, including five this year. And it's been Medvedev who's won four of the five. But that, for me, it's like that's going to be a mirror image match. Two big servers, two big guys who play incredibly defensive-minded tennis. It's going to be fascinating to watch that on this really speedy court.
These are the standings, Andy, listening to what Jim just said. Who, who do you give the edge to in that one, Medvedev or Zverev? Well, I, listen, I think uh, the biggest predictor of the future is often the past, and I think Medvedev has had the upper hand uh, in this rivalry. To this year's head-to-head uh, -head is a little deceiving just because Zverev obviously coming back and finding form where Medvedev didn't lose it from February on. Uh, listen, I would take Medvedev, but no surprise that Zverev uh, takes a win here. But I like Medvedev moving on in this group. An undefeated winner at the Nito ATP Finals gets a check for $4.8 million. Probably afford your suit. <laughs> You had the, the watch yesterday, by the way, just so you know. Just, you guys are both flashing the green today. Huh? There's a lot of green on the screen right now. They make 400 grand just for winning a match in the round, Robin. We need to be playing over there in turn. When we come back, Andy and Jim let you know which American could be headed to the ATP Finals next year. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. That is the ultimate prize this week. Nearly two feet of sterling silver that will be raised by the winner of the ATP Finals. It has been a minute since an American was able to lift the eight-sided chalice. Pete Sampras, last one back in a previous millennium. James Blake, the last U.S. man to reach the final. And Taylor Fritz, the last to qualify. In fact, since 2010, only five American have qualified for the year-end championships. Roddick, Marty Fish, Jack Sock and John Isner included Taylor Fritz there as well. Uh, Andy and Jim, of course, both made multiple trips to the ATP finals. Andy, I'll start with you. What's your reaction to, to those numbers we've just showed? Well, it'd be nice if they were a little bit different. Um, you know, it's like I, I, I didn't do much to help those stats, uh, unfortunately, uh, at the year end finals. But uh, listen, you got, I'm looking at the, the names on my little scratch pad here. And we have five legit contenders, and maybe I'm forgetting someone or someone improves in a huge way. But if you look at Corda, Shelton, Tiafo, uh, TP, Tommy Paul, and Taylor Fritz, we have five contenders for a spot at the ATB Tour Finals uh, next year. I don't know when the last time we could actually say that was and actually mean it, right? Where it's like it wouldn't be shocking uh, if anyone on this list uh, made it next year. So I choose to be positive with this, Steve. Why not? Always glass half Full, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So as we, as we take a look at the rankings, we've got seven Americans in the top 50. Yep. Earlier this year, we had three Americans in the top 15 for the first time in nearly 30 years. Yeah. Tiafa just dropped out. But uh, I mean, this is, this is we're, we're on the precipice, right? Yeah, I, I would be shocked. Shocked, I tell you, if we don't have at least one American in this tournament next year. Not sure who it's going to be. Whoever I don't say is my pick. Hopefully we'll get fired up and try and prove me wrong. But my feeling 
is it might be Sebi Corda. It might be Sebi Corda's time if he's healthy. He started out this season red hot in Australia and then hurt his wrist and really couldn't build on that momentum. So Corda has a complete game. He's a man for all surfaces, which matters too when you're trying to get into this tournament. You need consistent results. Could it be Sebi's time? Maybe, but it's just as well could be anyone else on this list too. So let's light a fire and get someone in there, at least one. I like that. Andy, what do you think of Corda? I love Corda. Every time I watch him play, I'm like, this guy's a top five guy. Like every time I watch him and then I, you know, read the stat sheet or it misses some time or it kind of, it's a bumpy road back. And I agree with Jim. If if you tell me that Sebi Corda is healthy and plays 28 tournaments next year, it's hard to see where he doesn't win enough matches to at least push for the top 10. Uh, and eight's not far from there. Uh, personally, if I had to choose one, I think I go with, I think I go with Ben Shelton. The guy's currently 17 in the world, has made runs and slams already, and all the while, he's still figuring out how to play tennis. Like, he left the country this year for the first time <laughs> in his life. Like, it's only going to go up. He's going to break serve a little bit more. He's going to even figure out how to hold serve a little bit more, how to pitch a little bit of a better ball game. I love that post-US Open, he went and was consistent back-to-back weeks for the first time. Uh, found that level of consistency where it wasn't just a shot in the arm in Australia and then kind of take a little bit of time off and not win back-to-back matches, semifinal. He went and continued that uh, in Tokyo. So uh, I guess Ben Shelton, but listen, they told us to pick one. I wish I could pick them all. Yeah, look, I think Taylor Fritz is the easy pick, right? Taylor's done it before. Yeah. Finishes top 10 again this year. I mean, he's... He's right there. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's easy for it'd be easy to see any one of these guys make it, honestly. And yes. I hope we get more than one in there. But, um, yeah, we, we said we had to pick one. I mean, Mark Huska, the producer, doesn't give us many <laughs> options. So, Tough. you know, that's what we Tough. do. I'm going with Corda. We'll see how wrong uh, one man can be. Usually, yeah. I say why not for all, all yeah. those picks. Yeah. And it's being positive, Andy, I'm going to say two of those guys are going to make the ATP Finals next year. We like have it. two Americans. Do you, you want to name names? No. I'm, I, okay. I was not given right. that task uh, today. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> I yeah. love them all, and I, and I think, we I think we'll get multiple, yeah. multiple picks there. Yep. I think the thing for Shelton, though, Andy, is the fact that he's got a lot of room to make up points. I mean, obviously bookended wow. Australia and the U.S. Open, but between there, didn't do a whole lot. So he can really gather those 1,000 points. Corda, as well, sure. has opportunities to do that. Yeah, I mean, listen, Ben Shelton is a one-surface player right now. He hasn't figured out how to play on clay. He doesn't know how to play on grass yet. You know, he doesn't know how the little nuances of movement on either of those surfaces. Uh, you know, so there, there's certainly a lot of upside. And you got to figure he's going to hold, you know, close to 90% of the time. That's a, that's a good combo. And come on, Chris Eubanks. Do it for Tennis Channel. <laughs> Let's right. go, Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Listen. Yeah, we're, we're optimists here. Yes. Yeah. Big things coming for the Stars and Stripes at the year-end championships. All right, much more still to come here on TC Live. That guy made the semis at the ATP Finals three times after a great comeback season. We got the latest on Stan the Man's recent injury. Back here on TC Live, taking a look at tomorrow's schedule. We start out 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific with the ATP Finals. Doubles number one. The night session gets underway 12.30 p.m. Eastern. That second singles match, 3 p.m. Eastern, leading into TC Live. Encore coverage all night long. And for a look at what the forecast will be like outside in Turin, here's Fox Weather. 
Hello, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Amy Freeze. Here's tomorrow's ATP Finals forecast. We're looking at the weather in Turin, Italy, a mix of sun and clouds. Temperatures are going to be in the mid-50s, so it's going to be pretty decent weather to play. And remember, you can download the Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather on your favorite connected TV device. Always on and always free. Roddick, nothing you like more than knowing what the weather's going to be like outside the arena, right? Yeah, I love a weather report for an indoor event. Never ceases to amaze me and doesn't feel forced at all when we do that. Anyways, I digress. Uh, you got Skupski cool off going here, and they're going, hey, I hope this guy cools off. You get it? You got it? I see what you did there. You hear me? Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. the gang. Anyways, yeah, Skupski cool. Yeah, there you go, Jim. I, I, I appreciate gratuitous laughter. I'll take anything at this point. Uh, my wife no longer thinks I'm funny. Cool off Skupski takes the first set. And then Skupski steps in. He actually was returning. He, he must have hit four or five absolutely clean, minted winners. Uh, you can see the doubles expertise, the experience uh, coming through. This was as straightforward as a doubles match gets. Moving on. Kulov won the title back 2020 with Nikola Mektic. Skupski making a second appearance. Then we got the defending champions, Jim. Rajiv Ram, Joe Salisbury taking on Rohan Bopana and Matthew Ebden. Rematch this year's U.S. Open final, Raymond Salisbury took. That's right, 43-year-old Bopana on the far end in the blue doing his thing. But, oh, no, that's Rajiv. Anyway, I'll tell you what, this was impressive. Defending champions coming in with lots of mojo. Rajiv Ram rocking the backhand in the second set. Here's big points here. Three break points, because remember, it's no ad scoring in doubles, and they secure it. And with that, Rajiv just brings the hammer. Got the big serve, the swing volley, lets that one go, and they're 1-0. Won 83% of their first serve points, saved the only break point they faced. And the returning champs off to a 1-0 start, 2-0 in sets. Good stuff from the only American there in the red group. By the way, Daniil Medvedev finally had an opportunity to catch up with Prakash. Let's listen to it. Danny, of course, never easy to play someone you know so well. First set was so tight. How did you separate so, so quick in the second? Yeah, I guess, you know, it's always about a little bit of luck, a little bit of good shots because, you know, I would love to stay here. And, yeah, I knew that I'm going to serve so well on this important point. But there's going to be matches where you make double fault and uh, the match can turn around and maybe you lose it. I'm happy that today I managed to, to stay clutch in these important moments, uh, brought the intensity to him uh, nonstop. You know, the second serve, uh, 210 kilometers an hour helps when you put it in. And, you, and uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's about small margins, and I'm happy that today turned my way. He knows about it. Exactly how fast the second serve is. What's trending on social media? Well, in Mets, well, we had that horrible injury from Stan Wawrinka. He was up a set. He had two match points against Luca Van Asha. Could not go after losing that second set, Jim. But he is coming back next year. Good news. That would be great news. Sorry to see him in that boot. or rather see him in ski boots right now. But uh, Wawrinka still loves this game so much. Still got something to give to it. Had a solid year overall this season. Uh, really difficult to see it finish that way, but uh, thumbs up for Stan coming back in 2024. Yeah, and you hope it's as easy as saying you're going to come back in 2024. Obviously, Stan Warica, one of the great champions we have in the sport, three-time major winner, but we're not getting any younger. 
me, you, Steve, Jim, we're not getting any younger. And as we get a little bit older, stuff is tougher to recover from. So I hope Stan comes back. One thing we know for sure is he will do everything under the sun to try to figure out a way to get back and get healthy. The guy's one of the hardest workers that we've ever seen. So uh, health to Stan Morica. Hopefully uh, new beginnings in 2024 at some point. Fall down seven times, stand up eight. Love that, Stan. Back inside the top 50, by the way, mm -hmm. this year. And then we, we've got a big-time breakup here on uh, the women's double side. The seven-time major champions, the Olympic gold medalists, the Czech dynamic duo, Barbora Krejcikova, Katarina Siniakova, Andy, they are calling it quits next year in doubles. What do you make of this? Well, it ain't because of anything that's been happening on court for the last five years. I'll tell you that much right now. Uh, listen, you're going to break up a hit band. It's because something's not going uh, well off the court. So uh, be curious to see who they match up with. It'll be curious uh, as the story comes out further to see kind of what the real situation is. You don't often break up uh, a great thing. What do you think, Jim? Yeah, and, and certainly in an Olympic year, too. We're curious to see if they yeah. actually put, put bygones uh, aside and, and decide to go after some more gold in Paris because they would be certainly the favorite you would expect going in there if they decided to do that again. But uh, yeah, look, this is a great opportunity for some other doubles players to pair up with them and, uh, and just go ahead and get a pension because that's basically what playing doubles with them is. It's an annuity. I mean, just rake it in. Boom. Why not? Yeah. Andre 3000, big boy, Sonny Cher. I mean, uh, they all break up at some point. It's brutal, isn't it? <laughs> Guess who's coming to TC Live? Nick Kyrgios joins us on Wednesday. He's going to call matches. He's going to be on the big show with us. Cannot wait. We've got plenty of room on this desk. Let's bring the big boy in. Let's get some, some smoke and, and fire. Let's get like a big tennis entrance here. King Kyrgios coming to Santa Monica. Big Nick energy. Cannot wait. Don't go anywhere. More TC Live after this. Jim, Andy, Steve, back with our hot shot of the day. Roddick, it is Carlito Alcaraz. Novak finishing one, taxes and gravity. And Alcaraz being the hot shot of the day. Things that will never change, Steve. They are reliable and predictable. But look how he breaks out of each slide. He's already two steps uh, towards the anticipating what's next to come. Thank goodness. The old Chuckster's backing in the hot shot again. Love to see it. I mean, that's spectacular. Six foot six, Vera, right over the reach. And once again, uh, just like, you know, taxes, all that stuff, the, the loser of the match gets the hot shot. It's, it's what happens. <laughs> Here's what we have Red Group in action Stefano Tsitsipas, Holger Runa, both looking for their first wins in round robin play, and then the two winners. From yesterday, Novak Djokovic, Yannick Sinner going head-to-head -head for the fourth time. For more on these matches, we head back to turn. Danny and Prakash. All right, Steve. Pete, Yannick Sinner has never beaten Novak Djokovic. Will he be able to do it in front of this home crowd? Well, look, I think he's getting closer and closer. Even though this last loss in Wimbledon in the semis, it was straight sets. He said he felt closer to his level than when he lost in five sets the previous year in the quarters at Wimbledon. I think he's been building the right way. He picked up his first 1,000 title. I think the court is actually great for him. He looked great in that first match. And I think he's going to really use the crowd to his advantage. I, I, I think this is his best shot thus far to actually be able to take out Novak. Night match. It's going to be electric here for the Green Group action on day three. 
All right, time now for our fan duel match preview between Novak Djokovic and Yannick Sinner. Minus 160. Favorite, obviously, Novak Djokovic, 3-0 head-to-head in this matchup. Total games over under 23.5. A little more for the under there. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. Uh, Jim, they have played twice on grass. They have played once on clay. How will the indoor hardcourt affect this matchup? Well, I think uh, as Yannick Sinner's first serve percentage goes is is where he's going to go. He served unbelievably well in his opening match. If he has another great day on serve, a shot he's worked long and hard on and changed and improved, we know he's got firepower everywhere off the ground. But if Djokovic can get him moving side to side, it's problems for Sinner. So first serve percentage, that's the one I'm circling. See if he can come up with another 65-plus kind of a day. Jim circles that. Against Novak Djokovic, Sinner's first serve percentage was below 60% their last two meetings. So what number does it need to be at? Yeah, more than that. Um, <laughs> and also, like... I love your answers. Is, 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 is the American going to get stat, it? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, his stat, his stat sheet can't look like a heart rate monitor, right? He can't have... Big, he can't have a lot of errors uh, on the stat sheet. Can't be playing from 15, uh, 30, 30, 40. And what you're going to see is Novak Djokovic. You know, he knows that Yannick Sinner uh, might be the best in the world right now with coming up and hitting big off of two feet when he's set. So he's not going to let him get set. I say this over and over again. I'm like a broken record. Novak's superpower is being able to switch directions in a rally to get the matchup that he wants. You're rarely going to see Sinner get two balls in a row in the same spot to enforce that power. That's going to be the chess match along with listen jim's little circle that's the right one totally agree <laughs> just just more just, just gotta be more yeah. the other match more. the the two other guys two more holger runa two more against stefano sitsipas yeah. runa 2-0 head-to-head yeah in, in this who needs this one more because they both obviously can't go oh for two i worry a little bit about sitsipas's elbow you know he had some abbreviated practices leading into this uh this event uh but i also worry a lot about runa's fitness levels his inability to to play past two hours without seemingly getting fatigued in the last couple tournaments so um, they both desperately need it you go 0-2 you're you're and you're going to play uh, Novak or center the next match you're probably uh, heading for uh, the Maldives so uh, this this is a big one <laughs> yeah I, I, li- I like Runa in, in this matchup especially if he plays similarly to what he did against Novak where he was taking I love the cuts he was taking on second serve returns uh, the other day I like that he was going after a second serve a little more he was getting in the Becker effect kind of has him charging sometimes irresponsibly but I think if you put that constant pressure on Steph on a quicker service will make him uncomfortable I like Runa and I think Runa is trying to salvage something, get some mojo going, uh, some momentum going into, into January with this new team. I agree. They, they played a final before. Runa took that one, so he knows what it's like to beat Steph in a, in a big-time situation. We'll see what happens, but they both need a major victory. Guess what? He didn't play today, but Novak Djokovic, for the eighth time, finishes as year-end number one. That gets him... That piece of hardware, it's a beautiful thing. Some some nice toe tapping on en route to it, too. Check that out online if you haven't seen Novak's dance moves. Those were rock solid also. <laughs> for Jim and Andy, I'm Steve. Thanks for joining us on TC Live. Encore coverage on the way.